Hello friends, this week we are going to be tackling a very important issue that we feel impacts a lot of people, especially people around our age and just people in general, but we are going to be discussing diet culture as well as body image and self-image, so if you, knowing yourself, know that any of these topics might be a little little too close to home or a little sensitive to them, feel free to bow out, take care of yourself first always, take care of your mental health because that's what really matters more than anything else. But if you are looking for someone to kind of listen to and really explore this topic, stay tuned because we are going to be getting into it today. Hello, Kings. We are back with another episode of Speak On It. I'm Julia. I'm Emily. And we're gonna we're bringing you a zinger this week. But first, weekend updates. How was your week, Emily? You know, my week is it's been okay. I think I'm getting into a groove. I got really into Shit's Creek, which like, wow, can't recommend enough. Go watch it. It's insanely good. Praise. I, I, after finishing Lucifer, I got reinvested in New Girl and watched like two seasons and it still is so good. I love that show. I relate to it so much. I don't know why, but I definitely do. And I got back into bullet journaling, which I kind of lost touch with, but now I'm I have the time to make everything super, super cute, even though I'm planning for essentially nothing. Um, But yeah, it was super relaxing. And honestly, like this week has been pretty okay. Um, It doesn't feel like any other week, but you know, here we are again. (sighs) Well, I was, (laughs) I was going to tell you, I like was, contemplating got real bored one night and was like maybe I should try to bullet journal looked it up on Pinterest and was like nope this ain't for me so I wrote down like three things on a sticky note and was like that will suffice no you absolutely should start bullet journaling like it's so fun even if it looks the nastiest it's really fun especially if you're like a perfectionist that you can take time and like Mm. get so organized even if you never use it it helps like mentally for me to be like, I have my stuff together. Like, I know what I'm doing. I have direction in life. Oh, this week also, um, my parents and I, my my parents and I. I really need to stop like messing up on these because you can't really cut it out. <laughs> Anyways, my parents and I have been trying to make it a tradition. Every Friday night, we have like a appetizer, outdoor barbecue, little cheese platter, little moment before dinner and my dad and I got into the deepest conversation about like thought and possibility and potential and it kind of scared me because that man knows what he's talking about but it was really scary because I'm only like 17 and I don't know what I'm doing. And he definitely does know what he's doing. And it's really intimidating. So I was a little scared of him. That's but crazy. I was also a little in awe. I, like, just realized you saying you're 17. I was like, oh, my God, we're both 17. Because I have a tendency to assume anyone around me is older than me. Because I'm, it's like, used to being the young one. And, like, 
probably out of anyone in our friend group i think you're the closest i think we are because your birthday's in i know your birthday's after mine yeah it's the last yeah mine's in august so we have a long way to go we are not uh what is the song that's like i'm still a girl not yet a woman i have that's no idea wish i could say i knew us girl yeah sure anyway but you know 18 and time to vote and that's what matters yes sir yes sir i mean we can't even buy (laughs) cigarettes anymore so voting is the only milestone i'm just kidding please don't smoke that's a thing you could buy them well now now it's 21 apparently Ooh, you, you, you know what we can buy those scratchers oh I that's a good true scratcher i've never won anything with any one though. time my mom won like 20 bucks and i scratched it and i was like so convinced that i had like a magic touch that's pretty good 20 bucks right that's like and the <laughs> ticket itself was like two bucks so i was like that's a 10 that's a 1000 percent return right there I thought you were going to say that's a $10, like, <laughs> get back. And I was like, no, it oh isn't. Oh, my God. I'm going to college. Wow. All right. Should we jump into a couple of terms we're going to be Let's using in this episode? Let's jump into it, baby. Today, we are talking about body image. Uh, an old fan favorite for us all. Yes. So a couple of the words you might hear us throw around is diet culture, which basically I had a general idea, but I went to the little website of registered dietitians and professionals. And according to these folks, the actual definition is that diet culture is basically a belief system that focuses on and values weight, shape, and size over well-being. So it's basically just like you've probably been surrounded by it without realizing it if you haven't been aware of it. It's like this idea that health and being a certain size are interconnected, which isn't true, FYI, but it's basically this core idea that a lot of society, especially American society, is founded on. And then we're also going to be talking about body positivity, which is a social movement. It's basically like based on the belief that all human beings should have a positive body image, while also challenging the ways that like society presents and views the physical body so basically it's just like hey if you look like this and another person looks like this that's not bad we're all different love yourself so yeah and I think the main reason why we wanted to talk about this is because it's definitely the idea of diet culture has changed a lot since we've been in quarantine and it usually tends to flare up around like major holidays like Christmas like post Christmas weight loss or you know the quote unquote summer body but now that we have all this time and like we talked about in our first episode the willingness to do something with it working out in diet mm-hmm. culture and uh Miss Chloe Ting herself have become mm-hmm. like such a huge thing and we just wanted to talk about how it's affecting all of us well, that's a crazy thing, too, because I remember at the beginning of quarantine when, like, everyone discovered quoting, everyone discovered, like, oh, my God, my home workout. I reposted something from an account on Instagram called Body Panda, which I'll be talking about her later. She's amazing. Megan Crab, she's literally an icon. But I reposted this thing she posted that said, it's okay not to use this time to lose weight. So basically, the purpose was just, like, 
remind yourself, if you are using this time to refocus and lose weight for your health, that is fine. But don't feel pressure because everyone else is doing it to try and force yourself. And I would say on my stories, I typically like I'm not shy about my beliefs. I speak my mind often through my Instagram stories. That post, like me reposting that post got me more messages and people being like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, I don't think you like, I think this is a little misguided than anything else. And I was like, all it's saying is that you don't have to like use this quarantine time to lose weight. And that out of anything I've ever posted got more people being like, mm, that's sure. so crazy. I didn't even know that, that it was like that much yeah. of an issue for some people. What did they say? Well, some people were like, well, I just don't think you understand. Like, I really need this. And I was like, that's fine. But just because you do, like, doesn't mean everyone else is. And then someone else was like, well, I think this could be sending like a dicey message because this time isn't for people to like sit on the couch and get fat. And I was like, Fit for your mental health, you need to sit on the couch and gain a few pounds. You do you. Like, don't exactly. Judge. Yeah. So basically, lead off of that, we just wanted to share some of our like personal experiences with diet culture because we're hoping that it will possibly resonate with some of our listeners and highlight like how common it is, especially for girls and women, while men are also impacted by diet culture in a major way. It's really easy to be influenced by this at like a really young age. So basically like for me personally, what kind of sparked this and what kind of I was messaging you like, oh, we really need to do an episode about this was like, you know, quarantine, you haul out the old photo, like photo albums of your family. And I was like flipping through pictures and I was like in shock that I was not as like overweight or like chubby as I had always been in my mind. And we're talking like age seven. Like I was looking at photos of like, first grade me and I was like oh this was not as bad as I thought it was but I remember being that age and basically spending my childhood being like oh my god like I'm so chubby like everyone's staring at me like I need to lose weight and I would try like you know you're eight your ideas of health are a little skewed so I'd be like okay like I won't eat snack or like okay I will like not do this or like eat less of this food than I want to and like the fact now looking back that I'm like the fact that seven-year-old me could like pick up a people magazine and be like oh this is what like women do this is what they like they diet like they restrict what they eat that is so harmful and like me kind of looking at those photos I was like wow this is like not good to be like cultivating this negative self-image especially in like any young girl and so it just really like made me realize all this stuff that I had been surrounded by including like other adults around me and like negative talk about food I was like, that basically impacted a huge part of my childhood. So I just wanted to kind of talk about this to open that up because I don't think that's really fair to anyone who has lost like some years of their life to this phenomenon, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, conversely to you, I don't think I ever really started thinking about my weight until honestly, maybe around like freshman or sophomore year. Like I've always been kind of like, I wouldn't say like, skinny but like I've always been built more athletically and it's Mm -hmm. it presented itself when I was younger as like kind of skinnier and like having less baby fat but then when I got older kind of presented itself in like bulk in muscle and it wasn't until maybe like freshman or sophomore year that I started worrying about how like oh my shoulders look in clothes or like 
my thighs or whatever. And I'm going to tell you, there's one thing that sparked this, and it rhymes with Schmandy Schmelville. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I, in our school newspaper, I wrote an article about one size fits all clothing and how toxic it is, especially when the sizes are so small. And if, when I found Brandy Melville, or oops, when I found Schmandy Schmelville, I don't know if we can name drop in this. When I found, I don't know. Are they going to listen to it in all reality? Um, When I found this place, when I was around a freshman or a sophomore and I started trying on their clothes and I was like, oh, this is really cute. This is what all the high school girls wear. Like, this is what I need to be like that girl. And I started trying stuff on and it didn't fit over my shoulder size, whatever. Right. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, what, what's the issue? Like, is it like, it can't be the clothes because everyone has them. And this is the only size they come in. It like must be my body. But I've always like, I I built the way I am. And I've realized that recently. So it's like, I need to find clothes that just fit me. But I can really say that this one size fits all clothing negatively affected my like self-worth and body image for a really long time just because I couldn't fit into the smallest of small clothes Mm -hmm. I totally get that also like this is a little side note but like clothing sizes in general are the most infuriating thing like bro oh my god like even if you're using actual sizes like the way and it's like so odd first of all like I am not a plus size person but I have like watched Kristen from BuzzFeed who does have yeah. you seen those videos where she like goes to places without like clothes for a vacation and tries to buy mm-hmm. stuff and that really opened my eyes like if this is hard for me to find clothes that fit me which I would argue I'm like probably around average size of a normal person like non-photoshopped person then for plus size people it's just astronomically harder and I'm like why do we focus so much time on being like, oh, I don't fit into like that size of shorts. Like it's me that have to change. It's like, why is it always the person that is changing for the clothes? Like I will never understand Yeah, and that. you brought up something that I actually really want to talk about. You and I, I feel like, are both like pretty regular sized people. Honestly, we're like probably regular to smaller sized people. But yeah. in it seems like in the world these days, which on is better than before, but it's still not great. There are kind of like three looks. That just reminded me of Jenna Marvel's three looks video. I don't know. Is she canceled? <laughs> Anyways, there are kind of three quote unquote looks in the beauty industry. There's obviously the model thin, like 5'10, 120 pound, like mm-hmm. concave chest, flat as a board, <laughs> like model look that's always gonna, I feel like is always gonna be in because that's what the fashion industry is swaying towards all the time. Then there kind of emerged. This insta baddie look, which is like, like, in one word, thick, where you have like a big butt, a heavier chest, but like a tiny, tiny, tiny little waist. And then you have, you know, traditional plus size modeling, which is awesome. And I'm so glad that it's coming up in fashion. But there's not really any representation for kind of women that are in the middle. Like, I'm around a size four to six and I don't feel like I'm represented in a lot of 
fashion magazines or like online because there isn't really a lot of models or companies that want to portray their clothes on like regular sized people and it makes yeah me feel like big for not being like the paper thin model type but I don't feel like in in retrospection I know I'm not a big person because like I'm just a pretty tiny person I'm only like five four so you know yeah I would definitely agree I think I'm like a size six and I'm like five six or something I don't even know but I do think it's so weird like just hearing you talk about that I was like well that's the range that most real life human beings fall into is like the not super skinny or like non-plus size like I feel like that's the general like run-of-the-mill population I would argue and yeah there's really no one out there like hey let's get some real people in here to try on our clothes like so that's a whole issue and I feel like there's also this belief in like the clothing industry that people grow like squares and kind of just grow out and get the square gets bigger and they don't account for like bigger shoulders or like in my case I have a pretty tiny waist but like pretty big thighs because you know I'm an athlete so I either have to buy pants so tight in the thighs to fit my waist or so giant that I have to use a belt and like a like cinch it in every single day because sizing just doesn't it's not it like can we just do what men do and just take measurements like for our pants mm-hmm I don't get why, like, we haven't moved to that obvious, simple solution. I know. Like, hello. Yeah, my dad went pants yeah. shopping with me one time, and he was like, what's your inseam? And I was like, I don't know, like, leg length? And he was like, yeah. you don't know it? And I was like, no, like, I don't measure myself. And he's And I was like, what's yours? And he's like, he just rattles it off. And I was like, huh? Well, I remember, like, similarly, I was shopping with my aunt, and she was like, oh, like, your uncle needs me to get him a belt. And I was like, well, doesn't he have to, like, try on the belt? You know, like, belts can be tricky. Like, I've seen, like, the Target belts that are, like, medium, large. And she was like, well, no, I, like, know his waist measurement. I just go pick up one of those. And I was like, that is a thing that exists that's making it so much easier on all of you. Mind freaking blown. Okay, so on the topic of quarantine weight loss, I actually did one of these things. So here's my story. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, that I had kind of a tough time in February. So post-February, like mid-February, like right as we're going into Rona, I start eating a lot and not exercising and I gained quite a bit of weight because I was just going through a lot and, you know, it, it was just a really difficult time. So when quarantine began and I didn't really have anything to do, for me, I'm the type of person that always needs to be doing something to, that needs to be like dedicating themselves to something. So I took the quarantine opportunity to try to lose all my sad weight, quote unquote sad weight. And I don't mean like I'm sad because I have the weight. It was because when I was sad, I gained the weight. So I started it 
in around March and as kind of a way to concentrate my energy while in quarantine when I wasn't in class and kind of to like honestly to burn through time because there's literally nothing to do um so and it actually did work and I lost quite a bit of weight very quickly and I was doing I was honestly doing it pretty healthily and I was I fixed my diet first and I just did regular exercise and I kept on the same healthy diet and bumped up my exercise and it was going great and then around a month in I hit a plateau in my weight and I was eating really really well I was exercising a lot and really hard honestly and I was still I couldn't lose weight and that's kind of where it took kind of a turn and I would look up everything I could to figure out ways to break this plateau I would you know eat quote-unquote cleaner and keep track of like macros and stuff and I would exercise even harder or twice a day and it started to get to a point where I was just like so tired and so hungry but I was like insisting that I was doing this right and it was like healthy and stuff and I think that part of this was inspired by like while I was exercising, I was doing Chloe Tang and like Mad Fit workouts, and they're all great. Like, I don't blame them at all. But they were like doing these workout instructions, and they had like six pack abs and were so tiny. Mm-hmm. And like every movement, like their abs would be like rippling. And I was like looking in the mirror, and my stomach would be like bunching. And I would be like, oh dear God, I'm like a mess. And there was this one point, like, about like a month and a half ago where I was just basically sprinting on the stationary bike and just being so sad and just trying to work off like an ice cream, like a one single spoonful of ice cream that I'd eaten. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this has to stop. Like I need to do something. And I actually, it, the whole thing was kind of rounded out and kind of centered for me with this quote from my friend's mom which, hear me out, it sounds kind of superficial at first, but I'll tell you how I analyzed it. So the quote is, it doesn't matter what the number is, it just matters how it looks. And... (laughs) Okay, I I get where that could be coming from. So what I realized is that it doesn't matter what the number is as long as you like look and feel healthy so when I looked in the mirror the way that I took this was I looked in the mirror and I was like do I like what I see and at that point like I was plateaued and you know not losing a ton of weight but I looked in the mirror and I actually did like what I see or I what I what I liked what I saw so I was like you know what I like what I see right now And, you know, if the number doesn't get any lower, that's okay because I like what I'm looking at. I like what I look like. So I'm just going to stop. And that was the end of my quarantine diet. And it's been about two and a half, three weeks now. Honestly, I don't know. It could have been a month. But (laughs) I've been off the diet, but I've just been working on eating healthy and liking the body I'm in. And I've been exercising and going back to the stuff I like because swimming started back up again. And, you know, I treated myself. I treated myself really good. And honestly, that 
is better than looking a certain way and not having that. I, I heard this quote that like, it was on Instagram or TikTok or something like that. It was like, I don't work out to have a good body for men. I work out so when I look at myself in the mirror at home, I look cute. That's what I'm focusing on. Exactly. Yeah, totally. I also like, I've definitely like done similar, like, I feel like I've had phases where it's like the same 10 pounds where you like gain and lose them throughout high school. Like, I'm like, okay, that's the same thing. But then I was like seeing these quotes that were like, first of all, no one at your funeral is going to stand up and give an obituary and be like, wow, she lost those 10 pounds, guys. She did it. She was pretty. Like, that's not what anyone remembers you for. Also, I just saw a lot of them that were talking about, like, you don't want to waste, like, five years of your life obsessing over, like, a couple inches or a couple pounds. Because it really, like, like you said, at the end of the day, it gets to a point where you know for yourself, you're like, this isn't good. Like, this is a slippery slope that I've clearly fallen down and am now laying in the pit of. Because it's, like, it's just not the way you're supposed to live your life, even though we have all these multimillionaire companies telling us it is. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, too, like, I'm I'm sort of, re- I'm pretty religious, and I know you are, but I feel like God built everyone to be some type of way. And, you know, I feel like I was built to be a little thicker. And that's just how it's going to be. And there's no use in fighting it because that's just how my body is. And you know what? I like it. And I hope other people out there like it but if they don't whatever it's mine so exactly you go I also get that just because like I remember as a kid I was the kid who would be like running the mile and I was like listen I'm gonna walk this last lap like thank you so much for your concern but I don't want to do this but my two parents were triathletes and my dad does like those Ironman insane triathlon things So at first I was like, wow, I'm not athletic. Like I'm not like fit. Like I'm clearly something went wrong in the biological pool that ended up with this. But then I remember I was like, wait, that kind of makes sense that I have like broad shoulders and like no thigh gap because it's like, no matter whether you're doing the same activities, I think I read somewhere that it's like 75% of your body structure and like BMI is hereditary. So, like, three quarters of what you got, it's handed down. Like, you can't really about that. Yeah, it was, I saved it somewhere. But, yeah, it's, it was kind of insane. That also, on the same, exactly. My dad, it, I was like, my dad ran Hello. marathons. Yeah, yeah. see? <laughs> I'm not sure what my mom did. Oh, wait, she was like a Zumba instructor or something. Way back in the There 80s. you go. Oh, I love that Jane Fonda fantasy for mm-hmm. your mom. That's very <laughs> iconic. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We've actually decided to make this one a two-parter because we feel like this topic deserves like a lot of time to be talked about and discussed and explored. So tune in next week to hear us talk about solutions to negative body image and self-image in in general. How can we cut that out? I need to figure out how to do that and how to combat diet culture. And honestly, this might even just turn into a discussion about how to love yourself because 
that that might be just what it is. So, yep. Farewell, adieu. Um, come back next week for some bangers. See ya, as always. Oh, 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 o